what's up? It's game time, baby. You know what it is. You know what it is. We're here. We've got a lot of big stuff to talk about. I feel like we just put out an episode yesterday, but uh, it just it doesn't feel the same. The, the world is different. Everything is different. Everything is so different. Uh, decisions were made. Some big choices, some big moves were made. A lot of noise. Let's get into this mega matchup that uh, we predicted day one. <laughs> yes, decisions were made and asses were whooped. <laughs> poor Dallas and poor uh, Connecticut. Yeah. But, uh, we should just jump into this one, I suppose. So what's what's going on? So so uh, what's where where's your head at on first the Sun and the Dallas Wings? Where's your head at with those two teams? How do you feel about how they performed? Well, uh, I'll start Dallas. They were way overmatched, as expected. They had their moments, but it was not a close series. It was a thorough, a thorough thrashing. Um. Arike was was uh, definitely definitely in over her head a little bit in terms of the the level of defensive intensity and the pressure that she was under, and so it was Satsu Sabu to be honest. They both had they both had their points, but it was not an efficient manner. It was a it was a, a struggle for them for them both. Uh, the team around them just it just it was just really a I don't know how to describe it other than there's just a major a major talent gap, unfortunately. Um, yeah, they got out, out they were, they were not talented enough. They got outplayed, out hustled. It was just, it was bad, but at least this young team was able to see like where they really, where they need to be. And, you know, we've seen it time and time again in professional sports, like seeing, having a young, a young team seeing the, you know, the pinnacle or what, uh, they now see where the bar truly is. And that helps a lot of young players kind of elevate and, they 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 know like when I go to this summer I need to work on this this and this so it'll be interesting to see this was the first season where uh, Satu Sabli wasn't out for like seventy five percent of the year so hopefully it'll be some good momentum um yeah there wasn't much to say about their performance it wasn't much positive to pull from their performance I feel other than the fact that it was the experience just because it was such it was just they were just so it was not even like they played bad it was just the other team was just way better. And Connecticut fought hard. They had a couple of close games, but the Liberty's overall talent was just was just too much. I would say at the end of the day, um, Benaja Laney actually, you know, she showed up big time. Like she's the quote unquote the fifth starter on that team, but she definitely showed up. She had like three twenty point games, um, three straight, I think. So you know, she showed up, and that definitely was a huge factor that swung the series from close games to. Um, I mean, the games were close, but it's it was a huge factor that swung the game into Liberty, Liberty's favor. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be back. Um, I'm not sure what else they could do to improve on. I feel like they really maximized what they had this year. Um, definitely am looking forward to seeing what they do in the summer because, you know, at this point, it's an arms race. Like, just like you said, we predict, predict from day one. Everybody predicted this from day one. This outcome was no surprise to anybody. So now it's up to the other teams to really figure out what they can do to keep up. And Connecticut's the closest to doing so. So I'm very interested to see what they do next year. 
But um, shout out to Alyssa Thomas. She should have been the MVP, in my opinion. The other two options had the super teams, and she she did tremendous things with a, a team that was actually that got worse from the year prior. Um, yeah, her season was a, a one of one season. Probably won't be repeated, at least for a little bit, unless she does it, of course, next year. But yeah, she should win MVP, in my opinion. Um, yeah, we'll just see what happens with them next year. I concur, I concur with that thought of her, and if not her, Asia Wilson. I could have seen Asia Wilson getting it. I was very shocked. Like we can jump on that for a second. I was very, very stunned to see Asia Wilson or Alyssa Thomas not get that award. I thought it was very random, kind of came out of left field. I mean, I get it from a talent perspective. I get it from an overall performance perspective. I mean, I feel like she deserved to be in the race, but I don't feel like she won in any way, shape, or form. Um, so that's just my thought, but you know, shout out to Brianna Stewart. She did it. She won. Um, and then when we look at the matchups, I agree totally with the two teams. So Dallas and Connecticut are both kind of in the same boat. One, the, the only difference between the two teams is just the experience gap. I think both teams were severely outmatched, especially from a talent perspective. I think that Connecticut. You could see that their experience kept them in a lot of close and tight situations. And you they, you know, they they won game one in Brooklyn. So they have the intangibles and the tools. I think they just need a piece. Right. Where that piece comes from, I don't know. I don't know how they get somebody else that good, but I don't think, again, you're not, like, nobody's in a position to compete with with the Liberty or the Aces until they get another piece. And in the same kind of deal, I agree with you about the Wings getting experience, but I also would add the same kind of component. I think that if they had another star player, they would have, they would have, it would have been a much closer series. And this is why I'm glad our next our next subject is going to be you know brought upon because I think that the level of talent on this Liberty and Aces team is just unbelievable, and it's like two ridiculous teams just on the same team. So like like just two like two ridiculous rosters in the same. Mm-hmm. Team. Um, it's just it's crazy. So that's my thought there. I think we kind of see it similarly. Um, now, the thing that we've been calling for for about four years, three years now, an expansion yeah, since we started. Three years. <laughs> We're there. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. So I guess we could talk about this quickly and then jump to our finals predictions. But, um, yeah, like you said, a long time coming. They, you know, they've announced they officially announced there's going to be a Golden State team, and uh, a lot of people in the, in the know on the WNBA side are saying Portland's going to be the next team to be announced. Then I don't know when that's going to happen, but that's what they're saying. So 14 teams. You know, ideally I was hoping they get to 16 soon, but 14 helps. 
definitely can use some dispersal of talent. Of course, you know, with expansion teams, they're going to be dog water for the first couple of years. But, um, you know, that's what the draft is for, right? Is they're going to suck for a year or two. And, like, you look at the Aces, they have three number one picks that are, I think, about four years apart on their roster. And Kelsey Plum, Jackie Young, and A.J. Wilson, of course. So, you know, if you, you play your cards right, you draft well, and you're patient. Shout out to the Aces for being very patient with Jackie Young. They're reaping the benefits because a lot of teams, especially with the current situation, the current league situation now, like uh, Charlie Collier, she got waived after two years of being, a, you know, she's the number one pick, didn't pan out. Um, of course, Jackie Young was never struggled as much as, much as she she had. But, um, you know, maybe she'll get back in the league. Who's to, know, who's to say? But, yes, Jackie Young never struggled that bad. But nonetheless, he certainly didn't look, didn't look like a number one pick for uh, up until probably two seasons ago. So, yeah, shout out to Ace for being patient and believing in their uh, their young talent and reaping the benefits of it because this could not happen. This team would not be possible unless they were patient. So, yeah, that's what I'll say with the, with the Aces. You know, a lot of their talent is is uh, I would say their three best players. I think Jackie Young's probably. At least this season, I'd say she's the second best. And Kelsey, Kelsey Plum's taking a couple of steps. I feel like she's taking a step back on pecking order, but I would still argue she might be the third overall. Of course, Chelsea Gray has something to say about that. But, you know, three regardless, three of their top five are old homegrown talents. So I guess that connects to the expansion thing, just in the case that, like, you know, there is room, there is hope that these new teams will be competitive soon. Um, the Golden State team, I'm sure they're going to be an attractive place for, for free agents. So they won't have an Indiana issue. Um, and the Portland team, I don't, you know, I don't know about the fan base in Portland, but you know, they have the Blazers fans seem to be into it. So we'll see what happens there, whatever WNBA team is going to be called. Yeah, but definitely big time. It's going to be help with this personal talent. It's going to take a couple of years, but it'll definitely help. Um, yeah, I'm just hoping to see. I'm just excited to see how it looks. It won't start start till twenty twenty five with the Golden State team at least. So, got a couple more years to go. But I'm just excited to see how it looks. Hoping for uh, yeah, I just hope someone just like it just be it just be interesting to see who's who's gonna be the first face of the franchise. You know what I mean? Because the expansion draft is gonna be a bunch of a bunch of back of the end back back of the rotation players. But and I'm gonna get you know give you a chance a second to talk to you after this one. But um, one interesting thing about the WNBA versus like. Like if, if you want if you want to compare it's like NBA thing, the NBA expanded the back of the bench players would not go to new team and become a star. But in the WNBA, this is very likely because you could be the fifth pick and not play for three years just because there's not enough teams. So that's something that's interesting to think about the WNBA, like a team, there's go, there could, there's a few teams that can make the mistake of waving or uh, making their top four pick from like two years ago eligible for the draft. And that player goes, and given now they have opportunity to play, they can really become somebody. So you never know; these new teams could actually get pretty good pretty quickly if they're very smart about who they get in this expansion draft. Because there's definitely going to be some some premier talent available. Not much, of course, but is that that that's very likely that that a high a high profile player, at least at least a high profile player from their college days is going to be available. But yeah, how about what are your thoughts, bro? Well. For me personally, I'm happy because it gives more opportunity. 
Right. I think with the expansion, this Golden State team gives you what? At least like what? 15 roster spots? Yeah, 12, I don't know. 13? I think it's 12. There might be a 12. 12. I know the NBA recently expanded to 15. I don't know if WNBA did the same. But well, it might be. Yeah, I'd say like 12 roster spots, maybe some reserves, and in the same kind of situation in, in like in Portland eventually. So you're talking about like an additional 20 spots in the league. That's awesome. And some more players are going to get to play earlier, as you kind of stated. That's going to be a beautiful thing to see more young talent get out there early because like – in the NBA, you got 30 teams. There's a lot of opportunity for young players to play right now. And now that we're starting to expand, like, I, I, and I also was hoping for 16. I was praying for 16. Um, something tells me that they're not done with Portland and New York, though. Well, not Portland and New York, but Portland and um, Golden State, though. Because both teams are West Coast when you think about it. Right. So keep it keep that in mind. They might be looking at some East Coast teams. Like mm-hmm. um, they might be trying to get a Maryland team. They might be trying to get a Philly team, which I pray. I pray to get a Philly team. But there's opportunity to expand to that and to get that traction going nationwide so to hear that the two expansion teams that we've heard of so far are west coast that that kind of says hmm are they going yeah. to east coast to west coast and now we're just going to hear about those teams later or what so i'll definitely keep an eye out for that uh and then so kind of getting back to the finals Prediction. Zach, where are you going? Aces Liberty. This is a tough one. It seems like Candace Parker is 100% not going to play. So I think we know that at this point. If she was going to play, I was 100% going to go Aces. But now thinking about it, you know, New York's been beat, beating Liberty last, last, what, two or three times they played. I would say the eight, while both teams weren't necessarily challenged, I feel like Liberty were playing better teams throughout the playoffs. They're a little, I feel like they're probably going to come in a little more fine tuned. But with that being said, I'm still, I'm going to go with the Aces. I think they get the first back to back in however many years. <laughs> I forget how many years it's been. I think they're going to pull it off. I feel like at this point, Asia is like the clear number one in the league right now. He's playing phenomenally. John Paul Jones definitely gives her trouble. We've seen it last year and we're seeing it this year with their uh, recent matches against against liberty but i think i think uh the aces definitely kind of they execute what they're trying to execute more more frequently and more successfully i feel like than liberty do i feel like there's a lot of times where i'm watching liberty i'm like ooh, what are y'all doing like they just get real sloppy and get real over the place and the aces are uh their their defense in the playoffs is definitely ramped up um I think, you know, I feel like they're defensively what they're doing. These games are are not very close a lot of times because of what they're doing defensively. 
versus that they're just more talented. It's also they're playing defense at a very high level with a lot of a lot of energy, and a lot of effort. Like you know, AJ had one game she had like four steals in the first half. Like you know what I mean? Like their their effort and intensity is very much top, up up there on the defensive end right now. And I think that you know I've I've watched the Liberty get thrown off by a high high level aggressive defense against Connecticut. Like they you know they won in four, but there were a couple of games where it didn't look like they could have lost another game. I think definitely, um, yeah. So I just think the the both teams are going to be are tough and it's going to be a crazy series. And I could very much be wrong about this, but I think the Ace are going to pull this off without without Candace Parker, and get that back to back. How many games? Ooh, I think someone's going to go five. Honestly, five. Hmm. That's an interesting take, honestly. Very, very interesting take. For me personally, I am leaning towards the aces and four. Mm. And I'll tell you why. One, um, I'm going to say motivation. I think... When you look at the the Commissioner's Cup, this Liberty team took it from the Aces. You look at the MVP, mm-hmm. Rihanna Stewart took that, and there's going to be some motivation there <clears throat> to get to uh, get revenge in in that way. One, um. I would say number two, cohesion. I think that not only are the aces so damn good because they're more talented than everybody else, but they're cohesive on both ends of the floor. They know their roles. They execute their roles very effectively. And when somebody's having an off night, somebody else takes over and so on and they just you know Becky Hammond I'm taking Becky over what is it Cindy Brent Brondello Sandy yeah Sandy Brondello yes all day all day all day every day it's it you can you can see the intensity and then again third defense I think that the the aces can close defensively in crunch time moments where I don't uh, the 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 liberty are still kind of shaky um, defensively at times. Now I'm gonna say this too. Um, I hate to see John Quell Jones lose again. Hate to see it back back years. That's gonna hurt. You you go to the super team with Brianna Stewart and Sabrina Unescu just to turn around and lose to the same team, that's going to hurt like hell. But I got the Aces winning in five. I think that, honestly, I think they get off to a hot start. I think they win Sunday on the 8th. I think they win Wednesday on the 11th, which that's a, a long gap between games. But, hey, that's just me, especially in the same city. Um, then the next game is on the 15th. And then another game on the 18th. All these games are separated by like three days. And game seven is separate is separated by two days on the 20th. 
Well, not game seven, game five. Um, but yeah, I got the aces in five. I think I think this or four. I'm sorry. I think this wraps up in four. Got I don't. You. I think the aces win a chip in New York. Gotcha. So if you had to, you had to pick a X factor for each team, who slash what will it be? Hmm. X factor. The X factor for me. <clears throat> well, the two the two best players on the floor obviously are not included. <laughs> right. So I would say, me personally. The X factor for the Liberty for me is John Quell Jones. Coming off of what I just said about how she lost a chip. I I see Benigia Laney doing well. I see Sabrina and Brittany doing well. I want to see what she does with Asia Wilson and in that paint. I want to see how she scores. I want to see how she fights in there. Can she establish some sort of presence in the paint enough to make it a Brianna Stewart kind of game and a Sabrina Unescu kind of game? Because Asia can take the game over herself. And so what will John Quell provide as a former MVP and as somebody who has accomplished everything that you could pretty much in the sport without winning a championship. And then for the aces, for me, I would just say guard play. Um, whoever they put up against Sabrina, probably Kelsey Plum. I'd probably say Kelsey Plum is my X factor there. Okay. Got you. Interestingly, interestingly enough, you and I kind of have opposing or opposite X factor. So for me, for I just started the Aces. My X factor on the Aces side is Kia Stokes. Can she maintain John Paul Jones so that way Asia does not have to uh, be bruising down low? Can she keep John Paul? Can she keep John Paul to a to a more a relatively modest game, uh, at least three times, maybe even four. So I'd say Kia Stokes is the X factor because, you know, she's not out there to score. She's out there to play defense and to hustle and to get boards. She very much plays like a Kavon Looney type role. So can she, can she excel against Jonko, who's one of the bigger, bigger batter players in the league? <laughs> and um, for me, it's just with the Liberty, I'd say guard play. And um, I guess I have to pick one, one person. I would say... I would say Sabrina would probably be my X factor there because Vandersloot's been to the finals. She's won. She's won. She arguably should have been the finals MVP when Chicago won, in my opinion. But um, you know, you know, Vandersloot's always she's always a steady hand, no matter what. She may not she may not shoot seven for ten every game, but you know she's gonna she knows she's gonna get everybody involved and keep the offense flowing as much as possible. But Sabrina, once she can. Especially, especially with someone another point guard out there, she can be a bit a bit uh, shot happy. And uh, if it's not falling, if let, let's say they have Chelsea Gray on her and Chelsea Gray is really even in her grill and Sabrina's just not hitting the shots she needs to hit, 
gets a little too much tunnel vision. That can really bog down New York's offense that does get clunky at times. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, that offense gets clunky. I don't know why, because I guess everybody's just overlaps a bit in terms of uh, everyone, everyone that starts is, is a great offensive player. I think it kind of creates some overlap for them. But, yeah, I feel like that's the X factor. The guard play on, on the Liberty side, mainly Sabrina excelling in her role and not not uh, faltering on the bright lights. And on the Liberty side, if Kia Stokes can uh, – or the Aces side, if Kia Stokes can, can uh, maintain the former MVP, John Cole Jones. But yeah, I'm excited, though. This will be an interesting series. We've been looking forward to this for a while. This, this series will dictate uh, – a lot of things moving forward, I feel like, for the for the league. The time is now. Yep. It's it's been we've been we've been counting down, waiting for it. And the two, you know, these two teams had their dance partner pretty much set from day one. They had their prime partner since homecoming. And now right. they're both ready to meet at the floor. It's time. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put that slow song on and let them dance. Let's go. Yeah. Aces won this. Aces one step closer to that GOAT conversation. Same thing with Brianna Stewart. If she wins, this this is this is legacy right here. They both have loaded squads. Let's see what they do. Both of them are already champions, MVPs, solidified as the top two players in the league right now. So yeah. This is it. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready for the show. All right. Speaking of ready for the show and destined matchups, are you ready to talk about the Dame? The Dame, I'll say the Dame earthquake that left uh, multiple (laughs) or at least one uh, aftershock, major aftershock in the Drew Holiday trade. Oh, no. I ain't leave one aftershock. That left multiple. That shook the whole league up over right. oh, in the middle of the day, actually. Uh, so my end of it is this. Uh, my immediate thought was, damn, every team in that deal got better. That was a great deal, all three sides. Phoenix, like, for, let, let, let me stop for a minute. Let, hold on. Before we get into Bucks, I want to say that the Suns are doing a hell of a job putting a team together. The Phoenix Suns have put a goddamn team together, man. Like, seriously, like. I will say they still don't got a point guard. And uh, four of their five starters that we know of are all going to miss games because of injuries. But if you look at it, it looks good. I mean, it's, it's, it's this, right? They probably already have a plan between Book and Beal about running the ball. Yeah, and sure. Book ran the ball in the playoffs effectively, at least offensively. Um, they have Frank Vogel, who is going to, I guess, do what he can defensively with that roster. That's not a very defensively heavy roster. Um, granted, when when they're a team that's going to score probably a buck twenty five a game, you don't need to play too much defense to win um so yeah that i would just say that off the rip like just getting 
rid of Aiton and getting more depth back along with already doing a great job in free agency and getting a Beal trade out of CP3 who you didn't want no more. Right. They have done a fantastic job of putting a team together. Again, I am a bit, I'm also a bit wary of the point guard situation, but I think that they will, they will find something with that. I also agree. I just think it's like you said, it's something to be wary about, but I think they will be fine there. There's enough great offensive talent, and they've all shown playmaking ability mm-hmm. without the turnover, without major turnover issues to uh, get over it. All right. So now, and also, even before we get to the Bucks again, the Portland Trailblazers have done a excellent job of rebuilding a team that on paper might actually wind up being better than Dame any than anything Dame ever had <laughs> at some point. Yeah. A few give it a few years. Mm-hmm. Like having Aiden is crazy. Mm-hmm. I think Aiden's good. People be hating, but I think he's a good player. That's a fact. That's what I'm saying. Like no Aiden is legit good. Like Aiden is that's 18 and 12, 18, 18, 11, 18, 12 right there. And that's why he's on Phoenix. Imagine now when he's on a team where he's going to get shots. Mm-hmm. And the thing is this, too. At guard, they're loaded. Like Anthony Simon, Shaden Sharp, Scoop Henderson, who we haven't even seen touch a ball yet, but we know they have a good guard rotation. And they also have Brogdon, who they may eventually move, but if they keep them, that's just they're just more loaded. And then also getting Rob Williams out of Drew Holiday, beautiful, beautiful moves. Right. And you're going to trade Jeremy Grant at some point or try to. Yeah, they're going to try to. But, I mean, I feel like at this point, they damn near should just keep them. You got, you got <laughs> everything else. You need wings. Like, yeah. like at that point, you got Matisse Thibel and Jeremy Grant, who I think actually fit that perfectly. Like, they, they literally fit what you have, Ex- you know, to an excellent extent, actually. I don't know what you would be trying to trade for at this point, but, like, you really have a five for real, for real. Um, on picks. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, I get you're saying. Like, if they want to compete, yeah, they should probably just keep them. But I don't know if they, I don't, I don't know if they want to compete that much. I feel that. I mean, they definitely, they definitely want Dame. Yeah, you pay him to try to accommodate Dame, but Dame won. Yeah. So. Yeah, so somebody might as well move him. But fit wise, he's there, but it's not like they're going to make the play in. So, yeah. yeah, might as well flip him. I want to say it's not like they ain't going to make it because. I say this: Anthony Simons is getting you over twenty. Aiton could get you over twenty potentially. Scoot Henderson is good. Shaden Sharp, he can get you some buckets. This man, Jeremy Grant, we done seen him. We done seen what he could do. Rob Williams, Not they use him right if they want to use him. I mean, I don't, I don't see how he necessarily fits the roster. 
especially if you're going to have him playing off the bench. I'd rather send him somewhere for some depth. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's just when you think about the West, like, just real quick, Denver, Lakers. I'm not, this is not an order necessarily. But Denver, hey. Lakers, Clippers, Suns, Mavericks, uh, Warriors, Kings, Grizzlies. I'm ready at eight. Right. Uh, who else is missing? Uh, the Jazz is probably going to be better than them. Yeah, yeah, the Jazz are better. A little, uh, a little bit better though. A little bit better. I think they their roster is more is like very well rounded now. Yeah, but like you they know, I ran off nineteens. I know I'm missing a couple teams off the top of my head. Like, you know, Houston, I just don't seem to get that far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they probably that's a fair point, I guess. But give oh, I've heard the Grizzlies. There, that's ten. Yeah, give it a give it a year or two. Yeah, couple of years I can see them. I'll be interested to see if they do it, Rob, because they, they want to keep him. So is he going to be like a, a Vanderbilt type type role where he's kind of yeah? You know, that's he what I, have to that's what I that. Cause, yeah, because yeah, because I just traded him. You got Aiden. I would try to go get a good four, like a really good four player. Yeah, we'll see what they do. I'm interested. They're definitely intriguing right now. Yeah. Now, Damian Lillard. Drew Holiday, no longer in Portland, no longer in Milwaukee. Right. So, I mean, honestly, we should have just named this episode Milwaukee versus Boston Eastern Conference Finals 2024. That's what we should have did. No bullshit. Because, damn, I'm like, well, what the hell do you do if you're in the Eastern Conference? You are screwed. Right. At least you're in the West. You can wait. You can wait till one of them wins and beats the other one up. Yes. <laughs> uh, in the East, it's like ooh. <laughs> these two teams should run through the East like nobody's business, barring health. Yeah, it's, barring, it's, barring it's, health, it is looking very sad. Yeah, barring health, this looks like the conference finals for sure. Yeah, it, it should look like all pain and sadness for every team that ain't Milwaukee and Boston. All right. Um, Shout out to the Heat, though. Let's get it. <laughs> they effectively got worse and older and did not make Jimmy Butler happy. Nah, I mean, he's he sick. He talking about you. They're tampering, dick eater. <laughs> he's sick. He's so tight. That his team didn't have the right pieces. Now, honestly, my thing is this, right? At this point, there is no move whatsoever that any team could pull unless something out of nowhere happens, like something crazy that we didn't see coming happens. There is no way in the world that these two teams are the top team. And I and, and I think that um my only question for Boston is depth. That's where my question comes in for Boston. You gave up a lot of depth to go get Dane, giving up Rob and Malcolm Brogdon. So, I, I mean, I respect the move 100%. And I think that the quote-unquote void that was there because of Marcus Smart is now gone and you've actually upgraded there, but I don't know about your bench. 
Your bench is very light. I'll say the Bucks bench is nasty too. They're better. They're better than yours, though. I'll put it this way: they're better than yours. They're better. Yes, they are better. I don't know, man. Is anybody on the Celtics bench better than Bobby Portis? Let's start there. No. If Al Horford comes off the bench, I would argue. In terms of overall impact, yes. Okay, okay, maybe, maybe, okay, maybe, maybe. Yeah, um, we got you know Al, we got Al and Derek White. Those are those are two starters. Okay. So, all right. Oh, okay. So then, all right. So that's the thing. But is Derek White better than him? Than Portis? Yes. I don't know. Derek White's an old defensive, old defensive team level player. Okay, fair and point. And he gets you a solid 16 and, and six assists. All right, so, okay, so one of them is going to be a six-man, right? And yeah. Bobby Portis is their six-man. But Bobby Portis is pretty damn good, right? So now, let's look at the next. <clears throat> is anybody on your <clears throat> bench not named Derek Wright or Al Horford better than Jay Crowder? No. I don't know. Jay Crowder was pretty shit last year. <laughs> I mean, he spent half the season. He spent half the season trying to trying to go to another team, though. If Jay Crowder, if the Jay Crowder that we both know and love shows up, then you are correct. However, I'm not sure if that person exists in this universe still. Ah, uh, I, I, I think so. Uh, I think he spent a whole. The thing I'll is, put it this way: the Jay Crowder we saw is not better than O'Shea Brissett, and that's just a fact. <laughs> I'm sorry, the Jake Carter we saw was bad. No. No. All right. Well, I mean, we're not gonna see that Jay Crowder. The thing is J- that Jay Crowder spent half the season waiting to be on another team. That's so true. that Jay Crowder was in Phoenix until the trade deadline. All right, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Jay Crowder is more is more proven than anyone else outside of Horford or Derek White. Yes, facts. Yes, facts. However, after oh, that, like Malik Beasley just out there to, to chuck up the shoot thirty four percent from the. I line. even get the Malik Beasley. He's better than anybody on y'all bench. He better than Lamar Stevens and O'Shea Brissett. Oh yeah, you know for sure. But I don't know if he's necessarily better than Pritchard. Than Pritchard, not gonna lie, Pritchard stuff. Yeah, Pritchard, you uh, gotta be kidding bro. me, bro. Every time he plays, he cooks. This is he never plays because he was stuck behind Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon, and Derek White. What do you want him to do? That ain't his fault. When he does get out there, he's cooking. And believe me, he's never out got, there. That's he the got play out the rotation on the Lakers. Lakers last year wasn't in the Celtics last year, so so I don't see so he should have had more opportunity and he folded. Oh, <laughs> I'll tell him, I'm taking Beasley over Pritchard. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna lie to you, my Crazy. friend. That's how Beasley. <laughs> and then the thing, and then and then and then peep this. They got somebody named not named George Hill or Javon Carter at backup point guard. They got campaign. Campaign. He's yeah. whack. He's not whack. Yo, he's not whack. You're crazy. Whack. He's not. He was solid. He was solid in that Denver series. Shit, it was shit. It was it was it was it was two and a half men. It was it was KD book and him. He was all right. Shot series. Last year he shot. He scored ten points per game and four and a half assists, which is cool off of that. He scored ten points a game. He he scored ten points a game, shooting forty one point five percent. 
That is garbage. If you're shooting that bad, you better score 20, bro. <laughs> bro is out there cool. missing. Bro is food. And he's, he's no not. help on defense. Oh, my God. He don't bro need to food. be. He don't need to be. He does. because there's, there's only two players, two and a half players. Because I'll, I'll say half because Middleton, we gotta see. We gotta see how he looks because he, he's he's still recovering. Yeah, he's still been. I mean, but I think I think Middle Middleton, he might finally like. It's it's been a while. Like I, I think he's far enough removed from that injury to really get back to himself, or enough right. of himself to be, um, a guy who can help them win a championship again. For sure. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I really do want him to be to be good. I like I like Middleton. One of my favorite players. Right, but. You know the the Dame trade, their offense is going to be crazy. Like a Giannis, everyone, yeah. every podcast been talking about Giannis and Dame pick and roll is going to be ridiculous. You can't do a Brooke Lopez Dame pick and roll is going to be crazy. You can't do right. Shit. However, Giannis and Brooke Lopez are going to, have to play more defense than they've ever played in their lives. I'm crying ever because there is no Drew and Dame is as great as an offensive player he is. He's damn near just as close to bat, and he's damn near just as bad on defense, and. He's going to be get fried, and Giannis and, and Brooke are going to have to cover for him a lot. So, yes, this is of course there's still there's still one or two in the East, no doubt. But oh, no, 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 they're one. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. They're one. What? They're one. They're one. Don't do that. Don't do that. They're oh one. Oh my god. Yeah, they're one. They're one. They're crazy. I'm not crazy. They're one. It's not even. It's not even one. One or two. No, 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 no. They're not one. They are one. They're, they're, who was the um, number one seed in the East last year? The the Bucks who got swept in the first round. They didn't get swept. swept. They didn't get swept. swept. And Giannis missed like two and a half games. He missed like three games. So it's happened before. We we acting like a one seed ain't never lose before. And it's embarrassing every single time. It is. <laughs> and y'all lost to the same eighth seed. And y'all almost right. got swept too. Y'all should have got swept too. We damn sure did. And we beat y'all. <laughs> So that's tell you. I ain't, I ain't, I'm not talking about the Sixers. I, I, we both know the Sixers suck. I'm not even. <laughs> I'm a Sixers fan, and I'm, I admit it. They All are right. ass. I hate the Sixers right now. Yeah, but not number the one. Bucks are number one. Let me tell you why, bro. They start at Pat Connaughton. I'm sorry, they're not number one. No. Oh. And compared to what Boston starting, Boston starting five is so much better. But they're not oh, as deep. And the thing is, Pat Connaughton, the thing is this. It doesn't matter. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why, right? Giannis Antetokounmpo is very legitimately a candidate to be the best player on the planet. Number one. Sure. Number one, right? He's better than he's better than Jason Tatum, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dame Lillard is better than anybody on that team not named Jason Tatum. And you can That's argue Jalen Brown. You can argue Jalen Brown. He's two-way, but he only got one hand. And <laughs> he be wishy-washy sometimes offensively, right? But Dame is the best guard in the Eastern Conference. Oh, for sure. Hands down. Not it's not there's no debate, no conversation. You add the best big and possibly the best player in the world with the best, easily the best guard in the conference. And then on top of that, think about this too. Brooke Lopez is no slouch. He can score in the post. He can shoot the three ball. He can he can rebound. He can do anything. Like he has the 
He has the 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 traditional um old school package of a big, and then he can also light you up from the three-point line. You're right. And cooking the pick and roll. And then they're right. deeper than the Celtics. All right. So with your deeper comment, the both teams are six deep, and the Bucks have slightly better shit. Six deep than Boston's doo-doo. Boston is six deep. You're wrong. Boston is six deep. Who Pat Connaughton <laughs> is a starter, I guess. He plays call his role. They don't he need all that. He's mid. He's mid. Yeah, what? Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder is 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 give it give it 41. Give it give it 25 games. If he's not good, he's out the rotation. And then they're back to six. Jay Crowder is is slightly better doo-doo than the rest of the doo-doo on Boston. But other than that, other than that, other than that, both teams are six deep. So let's not act like the Bucks are so much deeper. Because I looked at their depth chart, bro. Who go? Who gonna be their eighth man? Thanasis? Thanasis? Like, please spare me. Andre Jackson Jr. Oh, campaign bum ass. Please. I'm sorry. Pritchard is better than campaign. 100. percent You cannot tell me otherwise. Ah, I don't know about that. Pritchard shoots better. He plays better defense. I'm not gonna say he's a better passer, but Hell no. but that's not saying much. His campaign ain't no good passer either. Pritchard's oh. a more efficient offensive player, and they're both six six one six two guards. Campaign has experience. Does that not matter? Campaign it does matter. It does matter. With all that experience, he still can't shoot forty three percent from the field. Oh, Inefficient. He averaged Bochamp, 10 points Bochamp a game. Bochamp might be somebody. I'll give him that. Who? Maybe. Bochamp? Marjan Bochamp? Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. He, he might, he, if they give him a chance, but we'll see. Man, he's killing me right But I don't know. Sam Hauser is not a slouch. He was in the rotation. He played well. He and his, his, number, right. his numbers were good. Right. Brissett was good for a couple of years on the Pacers. The Pacers weren't great. But he oh, was boy. good. No, you ain't. You're you're trying to. You're really trying to to, to like. No, <sighs> no. Luke Cornett was a rotation player, and he played solid minutes. Oh my god! Trying to hit me with Luke benches Cornett, key, but it's not the Bucks bench is much Luke better. Cornett, are you serious? And Isn't I will say, really yes. breaking up Luke Cornett. Luke Cornett is a solid bench player. God. We're talking about the bench. Damn. Uh, Bro, Robin Lopez, sir. Robin Lopez is better than Luke Cornette. We, we uh, if that Robin should Lopez doesn't deep. play no matter where he goes. I don't care. <laughs> Robin Lopez is not playing no matter where he goes. I Are he better than care. Luke Cornette, though? I don't know. That's arguable. Oh, you killing me, Bruh. Maybe we're talking about like 2017, but it's 2023, 2024. Luke Cornette is ass. I never said he was great, <laughs> but I see he's good. He knows what he's supposed to do. He plays his role oh well. God. Lamar Stevens is not moving the world. I'm he's not, but he, I, I will tell you this. He's just as good as Jay Crowder at this point. He is. Oh, the hell he's not. Last year, they were not. They're pretty much the same player, bro. Oh, Lamar Stevens got me. minutes on the Cavs. It's not the Zach I know. Bruh, I love you, Sergio Crowder, but I'm sorry. Last year, he was... That's not the Zach I know, man. Last year, he thought he... I don't know who he thought he was, for one. He was on his uh, superstar shit. But then when he got traded, he was buns. I mean, 
this the same dude who was a starter on multiple finals teams, so I could see yeah, where he was coming he was. from to just get benched. And like, Danny, so was Danny Green, and Danny Green is some shit now. I mean, Danny Green is some shit now, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Jay Danny is some shit now. And I think Jay Crowder might be some shit now. Oh. It's possible. He was hey. some shit last year. But, oh, man, you killing me, man. But back to the starters. Hold on. Lamar Stevenson is a solid Wait, player. Lamar Stevenson, listen, the Cavaliers were, like, probably the most deficient team in <laughs> Eastern playoffs last year, easily at the three spot, and he couldn't. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, I would say the whole league. I'll give that and say the whole league. Yeah, they were, like, one of the most deficient you know, like and they were they were begging for a three. They bought in Danny Green bum ass. The, <laughs> the man you just said was bum, a bum because Lamar <laughs> Stevens couldn't hold down that three spot. And you telling me he better than, than Jay Crowder? Stop it! No, but he might be. He might All be. they needed was some three and D at the three spot, and they couldn't get that from him consistently. Sure. So they brought in Danny Green bum ass. Like, come on, bro. Like, what are we talking about? Right. You kill us. Jay Crowder is better than him, sir. Don't do that. Don't do that. You'll you'll see. Mark this day. What's what's the date? October 6, 918. You'll see. And Mar Stevens mm, will be a more valuable player than Jay Crowder next season. Mm, 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 mm. This is a shame. Uh, this is not the guy I know. Cause you you wouldn't be saying some, some foolishness like this, man. But however, anyway, right, to the right, starters. Right, right, right. Let's go back to the starters. Right, right. I'm here. I'm here with that. Good point. You you made some great points. However, I will say Porzingis can literally do everything Brook Lopez does at this point. Who's gonna say but, not as good a defense, not as good a defensive player? That's but a fact. Offensively, I would say he's a built a, a better shooter. Yes, he he's a better player. And he's more. And he's just. I feel like he's. Uh, more capable offensively. But yeah, we can agree. Us. We can agree on that. We can agree on that. And while Dame is the best guard in the East, if I needed one player in the whole entire NBA to guard him, I'm grabbing Drew Holiday. That's a fair point. Boston that's also a fair point. And, and Derek White. I, that's a fair point. I, I, yeah. I can't. I can't disagree with that. And then when you're talking about the Bucks defense, uh, who's who, who's going to guard Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum? Giannis can only guard one person, and Middleton. Middleton does a good job, but he's – I don't know. They might have him guard, like, Drew or something because I don't want Dame guarding Drew. I don't want Dame guarding Derek White either because Derek White definitely plays bully ball, and Dame does not do well with that. Yeah. I just feel like if we're talking about, like, matchup-wise, I think Boston has everything you would need to beat the Bucks. We did lose our – one of our best Giannis stoppers or whatever you want to call it, but Al Horford does a good job. You'll remember him uh, giving giving Giannis trouble in that series that went to seven. So it'll be interesting, but I think Boston, while while the Bucks have the two best players, I would take Boston. I'd say Boston has six six out of the ten best. Okay, so and then I'm sorry, Pat Connaughton is going to get played off that played off that series. He's just not good enough to be in that to be in this conversation. And you can put in Jay Crowder. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, if he's got he's better in, experience, he's seen Jason Tatum before. He has and beat him. <clears throat> so we'll see. Then here's my thing too. 
I have a hunch, and, I, and I'm, I'm just going to say it's a hunch. Okay. But I have a hunch that Adrian Griffin is going to definitely be a better coach than Joe Mazzola. Unless <laughs> Joe Mazzola really has learned. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. But I have a hunch. I will say, because I, I know, I know I'm, I'm on my, my boss, the Boston trainer right now, so I will say the roster does fit when Missoula wants to play better, but Boston did lose. Robert Williams would have been helpful against the Giannis's and the Embiid's and the Jokic's. And of course, I hate that I have to say this, but the Bams, because apparently Bams just a guy. Yeah, Bams just whoop your ass every time he plays. Every time. He's great against so, the Celtics. We did. We we lost someone very valuable in, in helping us defeat our greatest oh, couple people, greatest enemies. Yes, couple and Grant. That hurt. That hurt. That's when it really hurt. Losing right. Williams. That's when really really hurt. And while Giannis, or excuse me, while Drew is a better player than Marcus Smart and a better, I would say, better playmaker as well. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he's a level playmaker that solves the whole playmaking issues that Boston's been dealing with. Like. Drew was not Drew. The Bucks half court offense was some shit with Drew running the helm, and that goes that tells you something about Drew as a player. He's not necessarily the organizer, you know what I mean? So Boston didn't solve he's their organizer. He's issues. a facilitator, not a playmaker. Yes, they just got a better. And Marcus Smart was also a facilitator, so he's got a better version of Marcus Smart. So yeah. We'll see if that's all they needed, but Drew. People t- acting like Drew is the answer at point guard are I feel like they're a bit disillusioned. Like he's not going to suddenly solve the point guard issues Boston had. That that if he he will he can help, but if it's solved, it's because Tatum and Jalen Brown became better at uh, not slogging down the offense, not because Drew came in and became uh, and was friggin' Bob Cousy. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, and, and so, I'll conclude with this. Right, I think at least argument wise, in terms of why I think Boston is not as good as Milwaukee. You kind of said it. They get better. They fit more to what Joe Mazzola wants and what he's looking for. Um, they can space the floor out a bit more. Um, Drew is definitely a better offensive player. Um, you could argue about the defense because they're both about tops of the league when you look at perimeter defense. But what right. I would say is there's a difference. Um, the Celtics got a little better. And what the Bucks did was take Drew Holiday, who was a, a solid facilitator, out of their lineup and an elite defender. And I mean, you can you can talk all you want about the defensive part, but offensively, he takes that team to a completely different stratosphere in terms of capability, not just in the pick and roll, but just in terms of space. You got to think again. Brooke Lopez can shoot. Um, Connaughton can shoot. Um, Chris Middleton can also shoot and can create and play make. Giannis obviously is unstoppable around the rim, especially when he can get downhill. Damian Lillard gives them someone who can shoot from 30 feet, and you have to guard him the entire floor. And Giannis, ain't, he's going to have more space than he's ever had to run wild and, and not just in the pick and roll, but just off the bounce, like just walking up, like Dane can walk up and shoot a 30 footer. Like how do you guard somebody who can shoot from 30 feet, but can, but, but then he got a teammate that if it's single coverage anywhere near the rim, it's a wrap. Like, how do you, how do you guard that? That's that to me is why it's so different. 
because it's it's like it's 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 a difference, man. It's really a difference. Right. How do you how do you stop that? How do you, can, you how do you deal with that? Like they can you know like it's it's, it's wild. It's very yeah. both them teams are about to be ridiculous regardless. They if they are, I think they are. This is one of those seasons where two teams in the same conference could realistically win sixty games. Yes, this is true. But is this everyone below them just has questions and like like you know we always talk about Philadelphia the whole Harden thing we don't know what's yeah, going on there. I don't even. I don't even uh, yeah, I, I've done. Then everyone else is just. I just, I just want to say I just feel like I, I can say quickly that they're just not good enough. Yeah, <laughs> they're just not good enough. I agree. Like New York. Yeah. New York done, Cleveland done. <laughs> I don't think anyone else is worth mentioning after those four to no. two, three teams. <laughs> no, no, not not even. Yeah, no. yeah. You don't even got to do that. That's that's a waste yeah. of year. Right. Yeah. But yeah, regardless, this is this is a preseason conversation about these teams. So when when the when it gets to the postseason, ooh, <laughs> we'll see. We <laughs> shall see. These game time debates are going to be interesting. It is going to be interesting, and then um, or quote unquote freak time. Oh nah. yeah. <laughs> they, should um, them, they should call themselves freak hours or uh, freaky hours or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, but they they talking about free time. Freak I'm time. like, hey man, that's, that's crazy. Oh <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but I I like I, I like it. It'll be interesting. We'll see what happens. The Sixers, um, I think they're talking to the Clippers. Yeah. At this point, they're gonna have to bring in like they're gonna have to do kind of like something something similar to what the Trailblazers just did, mm-hmm. and try to get maybe like two really good players back. Maybe one from like one from two different teams, like kind of like how Portland did. I think that's the best way to go about it. But I, I don't know if you're getting that out of Harden. I just don't. It's, it's not a lot of, like, interest there because he don't move the needle like that. Yeah, I, he just like, he's burned too many bridges at this point. It's, like, just a bad rap at this point hurting him, too. Yeah, and then also he's a renter. You can't re-up him. So it's like right. he, could walk, he could just walk. Mm-hmm. That's and a really hurt. And that's the scariest part. If you trade for this man – you have no control over what happens. Nothing. So, yeah. We right. have a lot of freedom and leverage. So, For real. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we do a quick two minutes on this Embiid and Olympic thing? Oh, yeah. That man, Joel Embiid, is going to help us complete a dream team. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's looking crazy. Paris edition. Yeah. I th- yeah. Now, Joel Embiid has chosen the United States of America over France and Cameroon. <laughs> um, France would have been crazy because, like, Wemby and Gobert and Embiid, they about start five centers. <laughs> that would have been nasty. We uh, That would have been very tough. Yeah. But now that he's he's on our side, I think we should definitely be and I mean, we normally are in these big Olympics, but I think we should definitely be very significant competitive favorites mm-hmm. to win it all. So, Good. LeBron, they talking about LeBron, Katie, Steph, now Joel is in there. 
And the thing is, he's so you said what? Devin Booker seems like he's he's gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum. Yeah. It's like now he kind of solves that big person problem because we were talking about Bam and AD and Jaron Jackson, and it's like none of them are Joel Embiid. Right. So that and I mean Anthony Davis when he's at his very best. He can be at that level. Or yeah, he's one of them. Close. He's one of those one of those bigs when he's playing his best. He just yeah. isn't there. Every, he's just not at his best every night. Yeah, but Joel Embiid, he walks on the floor and he's like, he's on. He's he's really like that. So I'm very glad that we got Joel Embiid. So that's dope. How do you feel about it? Yeah, it definitely helps. It takes away some of the fun of it in the sense that now there's nothing that can stop the U.S. team. But, not, not, nothing at all. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be – I just think it would be interesting. I wonder if they're going to play – this makes you think about how, how they're going to be stylistically because at this point you can't just have him be just picking and rolling. That's just a, a waste of his talent. So it makes, mm-hmm. you think about, makes you wonder how they're going to play stylistically. They're going to kind of stick with, with how they've been playing the last couple of years. No more uh, widespread five out free-flowing kind of thing where they're going to, you know, just feature the, you know, play more inside out, play a little more inside out. So just kind of thinking about wondering how that's going to look. But, of course, we can't, we won't know until the whole team's comprised. But, yeah, it's a big W for Team USA, a big L for uh, Team France, who struggled in FIBA as well. And, you know, other countries, their FIBA team is – Pretty much what they're going to bring to the Olympics versus the U.S. is like the FIBA team is like the the B minus team. You know what I mean? So, sir, yes, sir. So it'll be real interesting to see what happens next with that one. Yeah, yeah, it's got to see who 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 they get going. Like I said, I need Fox in there, man. Fox and Zion, those are the two I want to see the most. I want my guy Tyrese Maxey in there, man. They talking about Kawhi Leonard. I'm like, hmm, yeah. Yeah, that was a surprise. Because <laughs> that was one of the guys he mentioned mm-hmm. in the last episode with the Olympic stuff. Yeah, man. They get Kawhi Leonard. It's going to be a wrap. Their defense is going to be like that. Birds. No more Dylan Brooks 40 pieces. <laughs> right. Man might not get 15 if Kawhi really on his in his bag. Oh, yeah. So, with that being said, is there any other thoughts about the WNBA, the expansion, the finals, or any other things involving the NBA that you want to talk about? No, nah, man, I think we covered it all. Just looking forward to uh, getting ready for, I guess, who wins the WNBA finals and jumping into the NBA season. You know, like do our, you know, we're going to have our little two-parter for that. So, Game Time listeners, look out for the, the annual season opener two-part podcast. But, yeah. Anything else you want to add before I uh, get us out of here? Well, I just want to say that me and my guys are doing some real big things in life, in real life. Uh, that's why I, I think that, you know, we've we've wanted to put out a lot of content, but I think that we haven't, we've, you know, we've both been busy trying to get our lives together because right. Zach You've got a big boy job in Maryland. Mm-hmm. 
I now also have a big boy job in Maryland that I just completed the first week of. So yeah, okay. We're both we're both killing it in real life, and that's how you do it. Right. So in person, game time this all coming soon. Maybe, maybe. So stay tuned. Hard. Yeah. All right. With that being said, that is it for today's episode of Game Time. Once again, for the listeners, my name's Zach Wright. I'm co-hosted by John Mary Wilson. You know, if you want to listen to future episodes and this episode and past episodes, we got a good catalog at this point. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And uh, keep up with us on the socials to know when episodes come out and uh, any other content. Try to cover things as they happen. So you can find us on Twitter at GameTime underscore ZNJ. I guess it's X now. I keep forgetting. <laughs> but yeah, X at GameTime underscore ZNJ. On Instagram at GameTime underscore podcast. And on Facebook at GameTime with ZNJ. So that's it for today's episode. Can't wait to talk more basketball on GameTime.